His body has paved a new and living way for us to have access to our Father. And because Christ is the high priest, the great priest over the house of God in which we are the house. And in addition, we saw that what we need to do as we come into his presence to worship him, we are to come with sincere heart. We are to come with steadfast hope and we are urged to spur one another up towards love and good things. Not giving up, meeting together as some and in habit of doing. We praise God that we have the privilege to come together to fellowship as his children. Before we look into the passage, when you buy a product such as a new television, a laptop, or any other gadgets, normally included in the package is the manual. And there's likelihood that on the front page you might see a sign, a warning on the first page saying read the instruction before you use the product. Why the warning you might ask? There might be a danger if the product is wrongly used, especially if it is an electrical one. A warning. Because if this product is strongly used, it can be fatal, it can be dangerous. Apostle Peter in 2 Peter chapter 1 encourages believers to confirm their calling and election. But in chapter 2, he warned them about false teachers. And I read, But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them by his precious blood. Bringing swift destruction on themselves, many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of truth into this, into this report. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. Is that not, is that not true of kind of teachings that we hear these days? The Lord will not return again. There's nothing about resurrection. All what we hear is about prosperity. They bend the truth. But we know because we have in our hands the truth. We have the knowledge of the truth. No wonder the writer of Hebrews in our passage for this, this morning also warned his readers about this danger by saying, Live for Jesus and don't stop. Live for Jesus and don't stop. Live for Jesus and 
don't stop. Look, brothers and sisters, there is a danger of you falling into sin, having received the knowledge of the truth. Truth about Christ, the Savior, the Righteous One, the atoning sacrifice for your sins and for the sins of the world. Those are the fruit. No wonder the writer of the Hebrews warned the believers here. He says, if we deliberately, verse 26, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the fruit, no sacrifice for sin is left. Christ has died once for our sins and is not going to die again. So what is the danger here? If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge, no sacrifice for sins left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire, fire that will consume the enemies of God. The sin the writer is talking about here is deliberate, intentional, or sin knowingly committed, such as verse 28. He said, anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more, verse 29, how much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God on the foot? Who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that, sancti that sanctified them? Blood that set sinners apart. And who has insulted the spirit of grace? Trampling the Son of God on the foot. For instance, if I receive a letter, probably from, so, oh, you have owed so, 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 so amount of money. <laughs> and I want to just belittle what uh, the letter that I've just received. What do I do? Put it on the floor. I treat the letter with content, with the text. I don't like what this, this letter that has been sent to me. So we do this. We trampled on something that we detest, something that we don't like, something we want to reject entirely. Is that not what uh, the believers here have been warned about? Treating as unholy thing the blood of the, of the covenants that sanctify them blood of covenant that replaces the, the, the blood of bulls and goats. The blood that sets believers free from sin. But with a wave of hand they treat it very unholy. A holy blood. Or insulting the spirit of grace. Do we deserve to be forgiven? No. It is not what we have done, but what he has done out of his love. Look, brothers and sisters, you have received the knowledge of the truth. Keep turning away from sin. Live for Jesus. That is what the writer is admonishing his readers like you and me to respond to. If you don't yield to this warning, there is danger that there is no longer sacrifice for such sins. What follows is fearful judgment and of raging fire 
that will consume the enemies of God. Those who reject the Son of God. Those who reject the blood of covenant. Those who reject the Spirit of grace. No more than 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 20. We read, If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ and and again entangled in it and overcome by it, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. We have the knowledge of the truth. We already have it. But we are behaving as if we don't, we've never heard of it. So total rejection of finished work of Christ is a grave sin, a serious one. What it looks, it will appear like we are saying, Christ's sacrifice is meaningless. The blood of covenant is worthless. If we so call the soul reject the son. And there's repercussion for such a rebellion. Verse 30 says, For we know him who said it, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, and again, the Lord will judge his people. And so fearful, say first one, it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Because God is a consuming fire. God is right and just. In a bit to encourage his reader to live for Christ and not to stop, the writer recalls the reader's memory. As we see in verse 32, he said, remember those early days after you have received the light, when you endured in great conflict full of suffering. Bratim and Sister Rachel, what will you tell the youth or youths going to uni to remember? Parents, what will you tell your children to remember? And children and the young ones, what do you need to remember? Verse 32 says, remember those early days after you had received the light, when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insults and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were treated, who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourself had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. You and I might have not directly experienced suffering, insults being, uh, being raised on, on us. We have not experienced beating and persecution. 
we have not had our property confiscated because of our faith. But through the works of Open Doors, Release International, Prison Ministry, and other ministries, we have been able to read about Christians, believers being persecuted. We can talk of North Korea, we can talk about India, we can talk about Syria, what is happening in the northern Nigeria, and other parts of the world where Christians are persecuted daily. Some in prison, some killed, some having their position burnt or taken away. Churches being burnt down. Yeah, the believers are reminded of their first love for Christ and he encouraged them to live their lives for him as there is great reward. On the highs there, there are various resources that will help us to know what is going on around us. We praise God for the freedom that we have here to be able to worship. It's not possible for some to be able to gather as we are doing. So I will implore us to take some of the leaflets there, which will help us to be able to pray for such believers to be steadfast and hopeful in Christ as the servant. Believers are, enjo are enjoined to endure suffering, insult, and persecution. They are encouraged not to throw away their confidence as it will be richly rewarded. Believers are encouraged to persevere as they will receive what God has promised them. And looking at verse 37, it says, for in a just little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. So they need to endure and be hopeful because he who promise will soon come. And but my righteous one will live by faith and I take no pleasure in the one who strings back. The righteous one will live by faith. So keep the faith. Keep it. Keep the, 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 the light of faith. Keep it burning. The suffering, the persecutions can make people to turn away from Christ. But here we are encouraged that we have endured for Christ before. You say, remember, recall how you suffered and how you endured for Christ. Don't give up.
says, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who strings back. Those who draw back, those who drift away from the faith, God has no pleasure in them. And verse 39 says, but we do not belong to those who string back and are destroyed, but those who have faith and are saved. Keep living your life for him. Don't turn back. Look, you have suffered for him before. Keep up the faith as the righteous one will live by faith. Look at the big picture. Not what you are experiencing at the moment, but the eternal glory awaiting you. And Christ will return and will make all things right. Children and young people, you are not too young to live for Christ and be different among your peers. They want to ask you, why the difference? Why are you different from others? And your response is, Jesus. Live for Jesus and don't stop. Keep turning away from sin. Endure suffering, persecution. Persevere in your faith. Support those who are suffering and those in prison. Some are in the prisons not because of the fault of their own, but for one reason or the other, they are there, even if they have committed sin. And they are there because of that. They have committed an offense are there because of that. We are to take the gospel to them. If we cannot go personally, there are ministries, daylight ministries, that prays for them, that visits them. So we can stand in the gap for them as if we are suffering along them. Whatever ways that we can support them, we are to do that. We are to always remember our first love as there's a great reward for doing God's will. And looking at the whole chapter, we are encouraged to keep up the faith, the hope that we have in him, and the love for him, and the love for one another. Live for him. Live for Jesus and don't stop. So whatever the persecution, whatever the suffering, we are encouraged to persevere, to keep on trusting God. And I read from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verses 1 to 8. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, 
and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself with them, will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tears from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the whole order, whole order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for this was a trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So, what will be your response this morning? To turn away from sin and keep on serving and keeping and keep living your life for Him and Him only. Will you confidently say, we do not belong to those who string back because of sin. Those who fall into sin and are destroyed. But, but to those who are faith and saved. What will be your response to the message of this morning? Let us bow our heads in prayer. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us, your servants, grace by the confession of the true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in the faith and worship and bring us at last to see you in one and eternal glory, O Father with the Son and the Holy Spirit, life and reign, one God forever and ever. Amen. 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 Amen.